We're here with the Sweats, Georgia, Holly, and Mallory. How's it going? Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Awesome. I, this is, uh, besides the Johnny and the Food Masters one, this is the first time we've ever had a band, like an entire band on the podcast. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's an honor. How many little screens did you need for Johnny and the Food Masters? We actually, we didn't do any videos on that one, so... Oh, so uh, there's still little, little screens. tiny audio yeah. screens <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a luddite, so I don't really the whole all the technology stuff is That's over fair, my head. Fair. So Glenn Glenn could have been six of us. Question, so just just a little bit, just one more than what we have now. So That's true. Impressive. Yeah. Yes. But do you do you do you all remember? Oof, that show from one year ago. Well, like it was one year ago. Yeah, that was like the holiday party. That was. Project. We debuted that was our second last show. Yeah. Before In Rochester. Yeah. Well, that we played. Yeah. Not ever, but. Yes. Yeah. Of, of recent. Yes. That was yeah. really fun. It, it really was. Yeah. That was definitely a highlight for us, for like our, in general. Just in, for like, just in any, life in any shows we've ever yeah. thrown, it felt like we always wanted it to be a party atmosphere. Yeah. That, true, at that time, it did have a little bit of that to it, or a lot of it. It definitely did. I feel like at one point I looked over on the other side of the room and I was like, normally I'd be like the person on the side, like getting in on the party vibes but like right now I'm just trying to figure out how to set these drums up and I don't know so I'm gonna ask some other dudes who <laughs> know and um could not partake in like the really fun party vibes that were going on but still it was it was a great time it really was. fun I, party I yeah. feel like there was one maybe more sing-alongs Christmas sing-alongs yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, because um, the uh, oh, I, I forget the name of the band because um, a meme in my house developed after that show where we called the band that wasn't us or you guys or Children of the Flaming Wheel Powdered Wig Boy. And I know that's not the name of the band, what? but that's what people in my that's house awesome. started calling the band. They <laughs> played a Christmas cover. And we were all like, oh shit, what if it's Silent Night? But it wasn't. Um, so we were we were all right. What was the yeah. name again? Powder Wig Boy? <laughs> yeah, but like that's not what they're called. And it's uh it's a term of endearment, but I don't know their name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we all have to look at that flyer. Yeah, yeah. Know. Because it was like a one-off. It wasn't like a, a band regular. It was like a band that has a band two names. Ordinary. They have a slash and it's two names. And I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Great memory. I know what you mean. I'm not sure what the yeah. actual name is. Everyone's <laughs> all on that same page. Yeah. Can anyone remember? <laughs> No. No, no. <laughs> no. Not even a little. So let's move on. 
<laughs> you guys are great at that show, though. Yeah. Before we move on. Yeah. What was that? Wait a minute. Oh, nice. Didn't somebody, now I'm just remembering, didn't somebody have an allergic reaction and have to go to the oh, hospital? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ben. There are so ben. many chapters to that evening. It's all coming yeah. back to me. It's just so hard. Any social memory is so long ago. I really have to dust off the cobwebs to remember. Did he announce it in the microphone, too? And he was like, apparently I'm allergic to these yeah. cookies yeah. and I will be going to the hospital. So <laughs> I'm you guys okay. time. Good night. I don't mean to laugh, but that <laughs> happened. Yeah, no. I yeah, I was like, ah oh, shit, man. This is uh, I don't know, it was it was just really funny though. Like like <laughs> I think people were concerned and we were like, no, nah, he's all right, he's fine. But we, I mean, we had talked to him though. He gave us the blessing to go. Right, because yeah, we normally were. We couldn't yeah. go without him. It was really funny was a, Oh, sorry. Go there, on. Oh no, there was official word from the hospital <laughs> that everything yeah, was okay. Was. So it became a joyous celebratory moment because <laughs> every everyone was healthy. But man, there was a lot of different. Also, Valerie, that was the last time I went to McDonald's. Yeah, uh, because we went, to, we, we went to that futuristic <laughs> McDonald's across the street where you order everything through like a yeah. kiosk. Yeah, you order everything through a kiosk and a touch screen, but also when you're in there, every single kiosk and touch screen is like beeping in like emergency. Just like, rah, 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 like, what'd you order? It's, um, <laughs> it's better than having people there. I think we just got nuggets and fries. I think we just got, maybe we didn't get nuggets, but I, all I can remember is having fries and definitely a fountain soda. And then oh. we went to that liquor store and bought like three different types of cider. <laughs> and I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say with that also too, with the thing, Ben, it was hilarious too. When he, he actually came back, though to the the venue that yeah, night. didn't he come back to the party yeah after? he did and like i mean by that point the show is over though but it was really funny and it, it was so funny too is that he was just like so uh you want to go to ihop <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like you should probably take it easy or something or just get like home or something get some rest but he's like yeah yeah but i don't know it's a that's a classic food masters move though just to when yeah, when the shit hits the fans, go to IHOP. IHOP move. Nice. Exactly. That's good. That's um, good back pocket. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that was uh yeah, I mean that was that show was a blast. But uh, I, you know, I, I was gonna ask y'all about uh like how like the sweats came together. But I actually, I mean, I know all of you. I knew all of you way before, you know, the band mm -hmm. and everything. Um. I think I'm not. I think I I saw Earthquake Party play before I met you, Mallory. Because I remember uh, Glenn and I first saw Earthquake Party open for Handsome Furs at the Brighton Music yeah. Hall on August seventeenth, two thousand eleven. It was your birthday. Yeah, it or was. It was my birthday. Yeah, I remember that show very well. Although I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, well, that was like one of our. Yeah, that's we were like just starting to get into local music around then, so that was cool. Oh, um, so you guys had fun? Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I, was, I mean, we're talking now, like wow, so that's yeah, like almost nine years ago. So or yeah, no, we, wait, we were just over twenty-one years, years old. You know, no twenty. I don't know something. We were just some young kids on the street. Yeah, I was. Trying, kind of, you know, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Kind of chill. It was a chill night. That was a good. It was a good party. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I would have been 21, Glenn would have been 20, so we were, we were pretty young. We were chugging some Bud of. Lights in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nine years? Nine years ago? Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I can go, with, like, one by one, Eric, because with, so, uh, I mean, some, and so, Georgia, you're, and you're from North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Originally, okay. yeah. Okay, and Holly's from Derry, New Hampshire. Right? Yes, good memory. Okay, and Mallory, you're from Amesbury. Yeah, very yeah. wow. Very okay, done. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> I still have a few brain cells left, I guess. <laughs> but or are you just uh, a yeah, real okay. big Facebook creep. <laughs> Mallory uh, almost lived Mallory's in Derry though, as a baby. I did okay. as a young child, and I also don't have Facebook, so you don't get credit from using Facebook for knowing my information. That's, that's you know, true, exactly. It's a balance. It's a balance for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It balance. Well, so with Amesbury, were you playing like shows on the North Shore or going to shows or whatever? Never played a show until I was like out of college. So I went to a lot of shows around there in like church basements or like weird town hall sort of situations. It was like Merrimack Valley hardcore or just like high school bands or a mixture of both. It was um, not what my parents thought I was doing. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Nice. Okay, cool. And then Georgia in North Car Carolina. I don't, I don't know as much about North Carolina, but I know we've talked about like raining sound and stuff like that. Yeah. Were you going to shows or playing shows or anything um, like that? Yeah. No, I didn't play music when I lived in North Carolina. I was really into going to local shows. Like I started going to shows when I was in high school at like, um, kind of like all ages venues and just whatever I could like get access to porches, you know, to be like people playing on somebody's porch or basement or something. Um, and then I got really into like college radio and like the college radio scene in my town when I was still in high school. And then I stayed in my same town for uh, college. Hey, what town? Greensboro. It's actually a, a city, like a pretty big city for okay. North Carolina. Yeah. Is there a good radio station you recommend? Yeah, I was a DJ at uh, WUAG 103.1 FM. Wow. Uh, a lot. And <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, there was another uh, independent radio station through a different college in my hometown, WQFS. Um, they were kind of, yeah, the two like major drivers for like bringing in, you know, outside touring bands and mm -hmm. like hosting small in studio performances and stuff like that. Nice. Culture. When did you move to Boston? Um, 
I moved to well, I, I moved to New Orleans before I moved to Boston. Um, so I was there a few years in between, but I think 2011 actually is the year I moved to Boston. So not too far away from like mid August. Okay, so sure. Okay. Story back there, <laughs> but I didn't know you guys yet. You didn't right. go see the handsome furs and earthquake party that time, did you? No, that would have been really cool, but I wasn't there yet. Yeah. yeah. It was just a soft opening. It was <laughs> fine. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and, and Holly, we're uh so you said you only lived in Derry for a little bit. Uh I guess so. Oh no, um, I lived in Derry for I was saying that Mallory almost lived in Derry when she was a baby. Oh, I no. lived in Derry my whole until I turned 18. Oh, okay, gotcha. In Were similar, there any... similar lo local music scene to Mallory, okay. a lot of uh, church basements. There was a local gelato shop um, and yeah, like the local town auditorium, very similar. I vibe. feel like it was so parallel because there was this like, I want to say only one time where like, me and my crew, not really a crew, it's just like the people that I sort of followed around, they went to Derry for a show and it was in a church basement, just like everything else. That's so funny. <laughs> Did you ever go to the crossings in New Hampshire? I think it was yeah. in like, yes, I did. maybe or something like that. But they it made you like, like sign this whole form before you went in. Yeah, oh, I remember going there. It wasn't, it was like, not Dedham and not Pelham. It was like Durham. Durham. Yeah. It was in Durham. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Is that where you and H was? I could be totally wrong. Uh, that is Durham. where you and H is. So it's probably really wrong. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's some, I don't know. I'll have to Google it later. I feel like it was some like small. Yeah. This random town that just had town. this. Yeah little town hall buildings off to the side like up on a hill i i don't know don't <laughs> quote me on it <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely quoting you on this. No. i i don't know I, I love hearing about little like town like random stuff or, like venues or bands or whatever um yeah. and it all seems to be a lot of like the the sort of like metal or like hardcore stuff that was like popular in the 2000s um not that it's, that stuff isn't necessarily popular anymore but it seems to be like really big like when we were like teenagers uh, yeah oh yeah true so yeah. like what are your favorite bands yeah, as a teenager know. oh let's say uh, <laughs> i don't know if you were gonna go there chris no i wasn't but uh but you can <laughs> if people want if you if y'all want to talk about that we can I don't want to talk about my favorite bands as a teenager. Why not? On the record. <laughs> say, I, I will okay. say that none of my, I, I feel like my, the shows I went to as a kid in high school, like there weren't a lot of local bands that I was following closely. It was sort of like a random smattering. I went to a really big high school with like 4,000 kids. So everything felt kind of like disjointed and I didn't, it didn't feel like a super cohesive small community to me it was sort of like someone heard of something going on where like parents won't be let's go to it but it was not a lot of like seeing the same band more than once or anything like that so I feel like 
I didn't get that until like college and moving to Boston. That's I could see it's, that. Mm. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Like if I hadn't had the opportunity of my community being like, it's just music. My really Christian parents being like, oh, it's like, it's like a music show like you should you love music you should go see the music show and I'm just sitting there in like a hardcore show at like 12 years old like almost getting kicked in the face just going fuck yes (laughs) like (laughs) I'm allowed to be here and I know I'm gonna come here again and I fucking love this I can't get enough of it and just doing that basically until like I can't stand for longer than 30 minutes at a time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, though. I I don't, like, we, in, like, uh, from Wakefield uh, in Massachusetts, and, like, we, I mean, there was, there was stuff going on. There was, like, people doing stuff in church basements, but I didn't feel like it was, like, really that, I don't know, you know, kind of similar to what you were saying, Holly. I kind of felt like it was a little bit more, like, disjointed um it wasn't really till like also going to college that I started to see more like bands in Boston like going to more like local shows um mm-hmm. yeah and like I said you started to get like more of a sense of like the community I kind of felt like in like high school I don't know I guess it depends I don't know you hear, you hear different stuff well so I, 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 I wonder Chris like did you have other stuff going on? Like, did you have like another club or something that you were spending your time with? We were like, oh, like F-team. I want to get into this stuff, but I also have this other thing going on. So I'm just curious, like, because I think a lot of people, I don't know how teenagers do it now, because I imagine there aren't many yeah. house shows going on now, but probably, I mean, give kids an inch and they'll throw a house party but like I just I kind of wonder about anyone's experience with like their sort of like very innocent home life and then their time spent at like these house shows where they're exposed to like so much yeah I don't know I, I, can't, I read like a lot of like political stuff and like uh like uh anarchist literature and I was really like fairly well read and then I discovered like garage rock and it totally I devolved <laughs> and uh yeah, it's, it was, not, yeah like, <laughs> it's not devolution if you read about it and learned and that's how you grew that's like the total opposite <laughs> the total opposite yeah I don't know um yeah no, so I don't know like Boston the, the I feel like then going out later to like the shows and stuff like that and getting into bands like that, I don't know, this is when I started to see more of like a sense of a community than in like a like small town uh, stuff in like high school. But um, what I wanted to ask y'all about is that, I don't know when you started to join like the with like the ladies rock camp or like girls rock campaign stuff like that. Um, well, actually, no, I'll take it a little bit back um as far as like actually when did you start learning and you you know any one of you can chime in when did you start to like actually like learn to to play an instrument or start to play music Mallory (laughs) um I I think you guys should kind of 
take this one. My my story is not interesting. This is just longer <laughs> than longer. Ours. Everyone has an interesting story. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll do it in 30 seconds and then it's all you guys. Um, I started playing piano when I was like four years old. I have played my entire life, loved playing and singing along to it. When I was in college, I needed something to sing to, so my dad gave me a guitar, and I started learning or teaching myself how to play guitar, so I wasn't just singing into the air with uh, other young ladies around me, because that's rude. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I've played in bands and played a couple different instruments, and it's it's always just been fun. All right, cool. Right on. And, uh, okay, so Georgia or Holly? I can go next. Um, I started taking guitar lessons um, shortly after I moved to Boston, maybe like 2013 or something, but I didn't stick with it very long. I did a few lessons and I didn't feel like I had enough time or like money to commit to it. So, and I didn't have a guitar, it's just like borrowing a roommate's guitar. And then I specifically remember being, I don't remember what show it was at, but you, you were there, Georgia. I remember you had just moved back mm-hmm. from Connecticut and we were like talking, we were like, what if we both like learned an instrument and started a band? And then we made a date for you to come over and we learned like a Rihanna song yeah. on guitar from YouTube and started, and you told me about Lady draw camp and I didn't even realize they had like an adult program and I we did ladies rock camp together and that at that same time I also signed up for weekly guitar lessons which I've been doing ever since but yeah I was like 30 I guess when I or 29 when I actually started to learn guitar that's cool I didn't yeah I think I didn't realize that I guess that was a nice guy show where we kind of like conceived of that idea yeah Um, that's cool yeah i think at that point i had been uh well i had taken a few voice classes i took some voice classes in brookline because i worked for brookline adult and community education so i could take free classes and um yeah i was like terrified to do it but i i just always loved singing and like wanted to figure out why i sounded so bad so i took some classes and sang like patsy klein and um, an Aretha Franklin song, and it was really cool. It was like an eight-week thing where you like just work on one song, and then at the end you have to perform it to a small audience, um, just accompanied but like very raw. And that was really good for my confidence and just kind of like seeing that I could try it or do it. And um, yeah, I think I didn't. I, I had maybe attempted a couple of guitar lessons or something, but yeah, I didn't really take. And then I think. Um, probably around that time that Holly and I decided we were going to go for it. We played that Rihanna song and I started taking lessons. Um, so that was like 2017 with um, Holly's same teacher who's like an old friend of hers. George, I had no idea about uh, you taking that class and doing like a performance all alone on stage like that. Yeah. That was, Dang, that's, yeah, it was really that's fun. so hard to do. <laughs> and a yeah. good teacher. Awesome. Which Rihanna song? I have to say, like, oh yeah, which Rihanna song? I'm gonna know too. I think it was Love on the Brain. Love on like the Brain. Yeah, that brain. was like that 
that was my karaoke jam for a little while, so I'm gonna say it probably was Love on the Brain. Nice. I like the doo-wop quality of it too. It's kind of vintage. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I just wanted to say, like, I think something important that I missed is I kind of not had given up on playing music at all, like not emotionally, but like you guys are like do you want to come play drums for us? I just was like, yes, finally, an excuse to play drums. <laughs> and like, kind of like be in a band again. It was like so fun, but also I just really wanted to play drums really bad. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. I was going to say, <laughs> I think that was the first time seeing you play drums in a band that was in the sweats. Yeah, it's the first time I've done it. That is not my instrument. So, yeah. um, not subject to anyone's criticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and uh, yeah, this the, it was the first time I'd seen uh, Georgia and Holly playing was, was in the sweats. Um, yeah. And the first time I, I'd heard, uh, I think it was your third show, but correct me if I'm wrong, the first time I saw the sweats was um, at Black Lodge, and it was I actually have the date in front of me, but it's April thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, with cult cult fiction, broadband in bloom. That was our third show. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, thoughts because I knew you'd played the Midway before that, um, and I missed that one. And there's another one I think I missed as well. <laughs> yeah, we played at Vivant Vintage. Um, oh right, okay. I knew show. it was. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. And I, re I remember I was upstairs at the Black Lodge and I heard Dr Dream Lover and it was just like the perfect way just to like come down to the, like walk down the steps and come down to the basement and just hearing that. Uh, that was so sick. That's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Is there a lot of like oldies influence in the band? Like a lot of stuff like that, like, like, uh, like 60s, 50s stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like especially because we were so, or especially me, I was new to guitar. It was easier for us to learn covers mm. when we started having, we really jumped into band practice with very little background. So it was easier for us to like learn how to play in sync and collaborate with like a starting point that already existed, I feel like. I mean, pretty early on, Georgia was writing songs and we were incorporating them, but I feel like having like a few things that we were learning at home and then trying out at practice helped us. So I think that's especially why there's a lot of covers in our repertoire. Yeah, the very first thing we tried was an Angel Olsen song and it just kind of didn't, it just didn't have the same fire. I don't know. It was like we wanted to do something where we could like deviate more and have it just be such an extreme you know change from the original that it would be like fun mm -hmm. and angel Olsen was like it like hit a little too close to home or something it just like didn't work so yeah i think then we did um if i stay too long based on like yeah. the version. Okay. Yeah, as our first like the first time that we really learned and actually like using gigs I remember seeing that on the band camp and I was so, because I've listened to, I'm sure a lot of people, I don't know 
the timeline, but I did see that the stuff what you released online was on my birthday, January 5th, 2019. And I remember listening and I was like, this band is going to be, I, I think they're going to be a new favorite. I could already could just kind of, and then I listened and then I saw live and it was true. What a group, but I'm glad. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's, it's just, Keep, keep on keeping it up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Sweats are definitely one of our favorite bands out of, out of Boston the last, last few years. Um, I think it's, really, it's like with the oldies sort of thing in there, I feel like sort of a kinship with food, Johnny and the Food Masters and the Sweats. Uh, yeah. Like Food Masters a little going a little bit of a different direction but um but you know there's that you know there there's there's the oldies connection it. in there yeah <laughs> it's the sing-alongs that get you the tear jerkers yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah totally um any other influences like beyond just like other other stuff that was influencing you when you made the when you made those songs? I guess like when me and Holly first started kind of just like sitting down and talking about our interests and stuff, we had a lot of overlap with like with contemporary music that we were both into. Like I, I remember Holly introduced me to US girls. Um and mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I thought that was like a I just yeah, now I'm really into Meg Remy and like her project and I didn't know about it before but there's kind of this like stripped down but always oldies influence and like true rock and roll like influence. Mm. No, that's cool. Nice. And a yeah, little Rihanna I too. feel like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little I feel like kind of some punk too. A little bit of like 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 but more sort of like the like beat happening kind of um sort of like weird 80s like punk offshoots or yeah I can I don't know. That. like I think, I think, yeah. oh go ahead oh sorry I, I did not mean to cut you off I, I was gonna say I, I think that really works like I, I think they're I don't know how to say this how I mean it like I I think this band was realized with sort of like a a sparkly vision of like sort of anything can happen like whatever comes out of what we're thinking about and the kind of music that we want to make is going to happen and that's really under Georgia and Holly's belts that's what they've been doing it's like they just think about oh, this song could sound like this and talk it over for 10 minutes or something. And they put something together where I'm like, oh, when they were saying that, I didn't, it was totally not what I thought they would come up with at all, but I'm so glad it was. (laughs) Just these moments of like, these two people who I've never played music with before, but now I do, and they both work so well together. And yet I still fit in so easily. It's, 
honestly, it's such a treat. It's so fun to work with them. But also, like, some of the ideas are, they're, like, truly original, and there's such great ideas, and I just, I can't wait to spend the amount of time that we should be spending with each other in, like, like behind closed doors, like, together, you know, everything's hard right now, that's all. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, no, totally, and, um, your point about, like, the different, like, original ideas, I do, like, too, with, like, with the sweats that, I don't know, I mean, we all see, like, a ton of bands, and, you know, after a while, like, a lot of stuff can, like, sound sort of, like, the same, whereas I felt like, you know, y'all have a little bit more of a, you know, a little bit extra in there, and it's a little bit different, yeah, it's a little (laughs) more uh, unique than a lot of the other bands that we, that we come across, yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah, of course, um, and more is more like closer to like you were saying, Georgia, with like the kind of like old school rock and roll feel that you know, and like as we all know, also that can sometimes people when sometimes when people do that, it can kind of go into like sort of a sort of weird direction or like cheesy kind of direction. And I don't, but like I'm, but that's not the case here. But uh, but I'm saying like it's just really refreshing to see a band you know that that's doing kind of like you know the the influence of the oldies with sort of in this very sort of original way um mm-hmm. yeah that's it's definitely been a pleasure because for like us feel like there's not as much good rock and roll coming out of boston lately so it's definitely like you know it's awesome for us to hear a band that's doing stuff that we like thanks yeah of course yeah, there's no such thing as a wrong note. Yeah. There's no wrong That's not anything. True. I wouldn't be allowed in the band if that was if there was no wrong notes allowed. There could be a wrong note at the beginning of I will follow them. There could be I doesn't play wrong. I like how I just go That's not true. <laughs> You guys are like, here's an explanation for why that's not true. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, I, I think every woman, woman in this uh, chat is valid and talented and maybe didn't necessarily know what they were doing. Like, I certainly did not, but it's been so fun to learn. Very. Right on. And and I know I don't know if all all of you, but I know, or at least like I, I know Georgia and I think Holly too. You're involved with a ladies' rock camp, right? Well, yeah, we both um, did the camp like as campers um, okay. in 2000. Was that? 19, Holly? 18, 18, maybe? 18. Yeah, 18. Right, right. Yeah. Like, right at um, the end. Of- yeah. The pandemic has, like, sucked a whole year, like, yeah. out of my life that I don't right. uh, recognize. Yeah. 2018 in March, we were both campers. Um, oh, you're right. The beginning of the year. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, winter. But it was early. Yes, you're right. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think there's two sessions typically, and um, so we were in like the first one of that year, 
And um, I mean, it's pretty incredible because it's just three days long, but it like you learn so much and you grow so much like as a person while doing it, it feels much longer. Um, but yeah, we both stay involved. Like um, I did some volunteering, like doing um, like carrying gear and setting up for some of the um, later years of Ladies Rock Camp after that. And um, like our, our band raised money for them um, last year. And yeah, awesome. we've, we've seen them all. I do punk rock aerobics sometimes. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah, it's had like, it was like, it was like almost like a, it looked like it was like a, like an infomercial or something. But it was like the, like. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but it looks really cool, though. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm glad I'm, glad, I'm happy to hear though that raising money and everything that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was fun. That was Holly's vision, the uh, cinematography that particular piece. Nice. Yeah, it was like crying over iMovie, trying to upload it in time. <laughs> it did great. It was beautiful. That's the only video we've ever released, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did, did that session that you both attended, did that culminate in a live performance? Um, or did... Yeah, did, well, we were in different yeah. bands um, at the actual okay. performance. Um, so there was like we each played one song that we wrote with our individual bands um, mm -hmm. on the stage at like the big stage at once, um, okay. which RIP, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was the first time I had ever like performed on a stage with a band, 2018. Same, yeah. But yeah, it's such a cool program. It's, yeah. I, feel like when I try and describe it to people I just like the main point I try and make is that it really just demystifies the process of writing and playing music I feel like it seems like this really big challenge if you've never done it before especially if you're older and they just break it down into extremely simple steps and make it easy for anybody to start and then once you're doing it a little bit it feels a lot easier to keep trying and to problem solve and I just, it's such an awesome program. Well said. Yeah. yeah that just sounds agree. so cool. Right on. Cool. Um, so, uh, Glenn and I, a lot of times, like, we're like, we always have these sort of like spiels between ourselves where we just kind of philosophically ramble. Um, and so I asked him this question and I was like, oh wait, you know, we should just bring that up on, on like a podcast sometime. Um, and, uh, wait, hold on. What did I say? Oh yeah. So I was like, I, I was going to ask it, uh, Glenn. And so I, I'll ask all of you. Um, do you feel like, like the music that you listen to or the music that, uh, that you play or whatever is uh like a part of your identity yeah 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like straight up, yeah. Like, okay. I spent a lot of years listening to Jenny Lewis and Rello Kylie, and God knows what else. It doesn't matter. But those are the things that stick out for me. And that's how I learned how to play guitar. Like I learned full instruments listening to these bands. And beyond that, it's like, yeah, it's fun. Um, but if anyone asks me about my musical preference, it's going to be probably like these two bands. It's one band. It's Riley Kylie. It's just the one. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's really I, I, so, uh, yeah, Holly? Uh, I was just going to say, I, I do feel that way. I feel like with the sweats, though, it's more about like, the group and how we get along and like what we do together more than like, like I feel like the kind of um, music we're playing just because we're learning as we go and our interest and what we're, what we're curious to try out is always changing. Like I wouldn't say that we have like one specific style or sound that is like part of my identity. It's more about like experimenting and growing with the group is what I identify with more like permanently and strongly personally. But I, that's what I, that's what I like about it. It feels very, it feels just as like freeing and expansive as it did like the first day Georgia and I were like trying to write a song and play something at Studio 52. Like I feel very not locked into like a certain genre or sound that I feel like we have to keep trying because that's like our thing, I guess, if that makes yeah, I would agree. And yeah, I think we've kept it very fresh. And Chris, are you saying like, is the band and playing with the band part of our identities or like the music that we listen to and like, or both? Uh, both. Yeah, I think like, I totally didn't realize when we formed the sweats, like how much it would become a part of my identity but it like just the camaraderie of the group especially became like really important and like just weekly like meeting up it was very much like part of our kind of like equilibrium like for a while there if we didn't have practice like you would feel off in the week and you would like wonder what was going on and you realize oh yeah we didn't meet this week or something um it was very much like a circle of like friendship and belonging and I didn't I mean I guess it makes sense that's like a big part of why people want to be in bands I just like didn't even know about it until I was in it and I was like this is really really cool okay cool yeah I purposely wanted that to be a really like open-ended question you know what I mean because I was just kind of I I like sort of hearing all of your responses and I felt like if I was going to and that's why I didn't want to add too much to it because then it might go into a certain direction or whatever. But what made me think about it was that I was listening to uh, a podcast with uh, Penelope Spears. Uh, you know, she directed like the Decline of Western Civilization documentaries and everything. Um, and uh, I don't even think, I don't know if she even mentioned that, but I just kind of thought of it as like sort of the, you know, a lot of times how like people wouldn't think of like this like punk kind of came from a lot of those 
you know, those documentaries. And I always feel like it's like we were saying like earlier, like punk or like the oldies or whatever, a lot of these different terms. It's like there's, I don't know, there's so like, I think like more like open to interpretation. So that's why I'm kind of like curious how people like, you know, how they feel connected with the music that they, that they listen to or what they play or, or, you know, or not, you know, or it's like, could even be like, at least for me, I, I kind of, I, that's like a yes and no for me, at least as a listener with certain things, I, I just feel like oh, there's some stuff. It's almost like, that. Ah, I guess I identify with this, but then I kind of like don't in a way, but I still enjoy it. And then, I don't know, that's kind of how I feel about a lot of, I don't know, a lot of stuff, I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel differently as a listener versus like a music critic in a way? Well, I don't really, I guess I don't really think of myself as a music critic. And I haven't written any like reviews in a really long time. So, but that's it. Do you mean just like in general as like a. I was just curious. Yeah. So wait, uh, what was it again? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> curious about whether your stance as a music critic slash writer like kind of how this all started I know it wasn't earnest and out of like fandom but also it becomes critic because you want people to read your shit and like listen to your opinion which is how it should go naturally but how do you feel about that against like someone just seeing it as like you're just having a good time Time and you're spreading light on things that you love and whether you voice your opinion or not like it doesn't matter oh yeah I kind of wonder because I don't know personally your opinion matters but it's also it can be such a gray area the way that things are presented on the internet and perceived on the internet and just all the shit that's come with our um, come up and as young adults. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, I, I hear you saying. Yeah, uh, I don't know, I kind of more like the, the fun, I think, part of it a little bit more, I don't know. I um, I was, I don't really know much about music, honestly, I really don't. So I don't know if anyone should actually listen to me, but I, I'm still, I'm highly opinionated but I don't know if anyone should actually listen to what I'm saying because I don't, I don't really know much about music. <laughs> I think if you feel strongly enough to put your opinion out there, you should put your name on it and be like, I know what I think about this. Like, Yeah, but I, there's, I go back and read like so much of what I've written and I like, disagree with even like half the time, I'm going to probably, I already disagree with half of what I've said probably already just now in like the, the, in the last like minute. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind that's of why fair. I feel like less of, I don't know, I never want to impose like my own opinion on music on people. But I might state it, but, but I don't feel like, I don't want it to ever be imposed. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's in a position if you're just stating your opinion. 
you know, you're not telling other people what to think. You're just letting them know how you think and like what interests you, which is relevant because like you have a channel, you have a following, you've been doing videos forever, like you've been doing all this shit. So, I mean, doesn't it matter? I don't know anymore. <laughs> it does, Chris. The point is that it does. <laughs> I know. All right. Yeah, encouraging. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Though. That sounds. But this is. This is what it's like in our band, Chris. We just we just support each other and encourage each other to follow our dreams. So. Yeah. Give it a taste of that. <laughs> Yeah, the the food masters is like where like dreams go to die. Where so we're like, it's like a nihilist thing. But fortunately, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to open that Pandora's. Oh box, no, that's okay. But... That's all right. No, this, this is good. I feel like if you're saying your band is where dreams go to die, our band is where dreams go to be captured on a post-it note and <laughs> yeah. like organized whole page into a Google time. Drive folder. <laughs> no, your band, it's a nice Sweats folder. is like a great, like, Sweats is like the great, like, is like a good, like positive, like dream. Like this is what you could do. And then Food Masters was like, don't let yourself become this kind of thing. It's like a cautionary tale. No. But they're too, you know, but they, it's like great. It's like the, it's like E.T. and Poltergeist. They both came out in 1982 <laughs> and they both like represent the suburbs and I don't know, you know, I don't know. And they're yeah. both totally legendary. Exactly. Yeah, we're like the angels and the devils on the, on either shoulder of like the Boston rock scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, don't sell you guys short. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah. when do you guys, do you ladies think that shows will return? Next summer? Fall, maybe? Fall is a better guess, yeah. I don't know. It's so hard to say. I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but probably not for a while. What do you guys think? I think I, I, I don't want to try to do anything too lofty before things are in the all clear. Right. And I don't think that anything's going to be in the all clear before September. I don't think so. However, we were thinking if if there's a possible way to have a partnership with, I don't know so much the city of Boston, but possibly Somerville or Cambridge, where there might be, if by that time, to have safe things outdoors, I'm thinking in some sort of nooks and crannies where there might not be that many people congregated, but mm. there could still be something where people can sort of uh, be, be distanced like and, or something like yeah. where star lab fest happened yeah. like yes that kind of totally. like a big lot because even if you think back to those like it can get crowded toward the stage but like it would be general, very easy to spread out especially yeah. if they limited the capacity yeah but so those guys had so many issues with permits and stuff a lot of that is gonna soften mm. now though 
I mean, you I can, hope so. You can order booze to go from like. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. I would love to. I know. I heard in like Salt Lake City and like other places out west, there being a lot of like bike in shows or walk yeah. up shows, drive in shows. I think any of that would be cool and in Boston's best interest to do something to like yeah I don't know if they're thinking of that around. that's why yeah because there's there's obviously restaurants and other industries are hurting but the underground is just I mean it's we're not the hard thing is it's we're not generating revenue in the amounts that people will governments will city governments will care or stuff like that so that's the we get overlooked but yeah if there's some oh, way yeah go on oh sorry i was just saying like that's everything that's happening with like, like all of the condo developments is that people don't or like city officials and other decision makers don't see the value in like a creative community and why you know that's why people want to buy expensive condos in union square or you know the south mm -hmm. end or something it's because there's interesting stuff happening and there's more like there is value in people like uh being creative and like cultivating a nice community beyond just like what they can pay in rent and i feel mm -hmm. like they're the city is going to realize that way too late mm -hmm. it's already kind of yeah i i see that and i wish that they would invest a little bit more in like the rest of the community like having a cool place to live because it would look dope and it doesn't look dope but it could it could she was saying everything that i was thinking about and i was like i don't have to repeat what she's already said <laughs> I think that would be really cool. <laughs> We're yeah. always on the same page. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we hope so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Uh, yeah, you guys can propose something or we can all propose something. Yeah, I mean, at least get a, a little bug in the air. Uh, those that are see i don't even know really how the decisions are made or what it would take but if somehow there can be a banding of people together uh, because yeah it's there we've we've been doing this stuff for a long time and let's just yeah. keep it going well i'll mention it next time i see uh baker i you know at our one of our like cocktail parties or something uh, yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, out, outdoor, yeah, outdoor cocktail party. Have y'all so. ever been to the Waking Windows Festival in Vermont? No. It's kind of no. like a similar, well, it's different, but it's related. It's like a festival that's three days, um, and a lot of it happens outside. They kind of, the town right next to Burlington is called Winooski, and they shut down the main, you know, there's sort of a big rotary at the center of the town. And it's surrounded by a bunch of like cafes and restaurants and bars and breweries and stuff. But it's a really tiny community, but all of the different businesses sort of get taken over by different, they have different, you know, shows there all happening at once, but they also have a handful of outdoor 
stages and it seems like, I mean, I'm sure it was a lot of hard work for them to get the permits and everything to do that, but I, I would be hopeful that something like that could be possible in Boston and maybe not, you know, indoor spaces during COVID still happening, but maybe the outdoor spaces, like it's, it's happened other places and I feel like it would be very beneficial. And I do feel like what you're saying, Georgia, like things are softening and like there has to be like a little bit of wiggle room with some of the restrictions so that like people can kind of have some sense of fun and community. So hopefully something like that could happen. That would be awesome. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm optimistic. It's just, it's, you know, it's definitely, it's going to suck. And fortunately we'll probably see other stuff close. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I feel like enough people do care, you know, to make shit happen. And, uh, you know, I don't know. So, and there's always the underground too, even if like legal stuff, you know, <laughs> doesn't work first or whatever, or whatever. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm optimistic. This, uh, well, hopefully if these like vaccines do what they should, um, I think we'll be, we'll, we'll be in a better position than what I think was originally, you know, like it, it seems to be more encouraging than what I, from what I heard like initially that they, I think they were thinking it was the vaccine wasn't, wouldn't even be here until like the like next fall or something. So, right. I mean, yeah. but we'll cautiously optimistic. We'll see what happens, but that's, I'm hoping then that it will be, we'll eventually get to get to where we can actually have shows again safely. Yeah, your hair will be like down to your like shoulders by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Well, this is the longest I've ever gone. I know you'd have a sweet bun. Not even no bun long. style. No, I can't. I don't want to do the bun thing, but whatever. But I just I don't know. It's close. It's close to needing that. You'll know. <laughs> when it's like in your way and you're like, I can't fucking deal with this. Then you put it in a bun and you'll be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I think you should slick it straight back gel. Like oh, crap. Try that out right now. Slicked. No. Like, yeah. Or water. Or <laughs> water. Water. No, but if you no. want it to hold. Mallory, this is a good idea. Remember, we're always on the same page. Do you think this is a good idea? I don't think hair gel is ever a good idea. So this sorry. is good though. This actually, is the one exception. Okay, you're right. I don't use hair gel. <laughs> just keep an open mind about it. Consider it. I will. That's all I yeah, ask. just think about it. I always keep an open mind. But <laughs> yeah. See, so, I can. Kind of, I can get like most of my hair to cover my eyes now, so it's like. That's not yeah. a direction or location in which a girl would find her hair to figure out what it looked like. <laughs> oh. Or you can also cut bangs. That's all Holly's go to. Chris, you could get baby bangs. Yeah, exactly. Just. <laughs> Yeah. I can send you a YouTube tutorial. 
nice. We we suddenly turned into a hair care like podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a good transition. That's, That's a problem. problem. This is the pathway to sponsorships, though. Yeah, I feel like if you guys want longevity, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's true. No, don't. Yeah, we've never out. had any. <laughs> we've never had any sponsors. I feel like Ever. Suave, if we committed to this hair gel thing, yeah. I feel like Suave would be open to it. We ruin our hair. Wow. <laughs> so they could they could advertise as a scene in like in sweats videos and on the kids like you <laughs> well, podcast. They would probably give you like a little script where in the middle of the podcast, you'd be like, when I, you know, am having a long day, I love nothing more than slicking back. <laughs> well, my that's what we're doing right now. Some suave, extra hold. <laughs> Before I and go to my outdoor show in Cambridge. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm gentrifying condos in Union right. Square. I always slick my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's not real. Yeah, I know. Like, are you in or not? <laughs> <laughs> wow, so cool. I would, I would love to read off like a, a sort of sponsorship thing and be like, when I'm talking about DIY punk with bands, I put suave in my hair or something. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I have to choose between an afternoon coffee and an afternoon blowing people out of their basement for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd Sometimes be a hot chocolate. <laughs> this is already recorded, so you guys have your sound bite ready. Just Thank you. Yeah, we can Send them a bill. Send them an invoice. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, this has been an amazing time. It's been a lot of fun. It's yeah. always great with the no, sweats. It's been awesome. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really been great uh, being able to see all y'all. It's it's been way way too long, um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna say like I mean, obviously, we can't wait for shows to come back. But uh, don't be strangers. Though. We're always—I know some of y'all had a, had some have had some zooms and stuff like that—and we're always we're always game for that. Um, but yeah, no, this has been fantastic. We're still figuring out the podcast thing. I don't know if we'll ever figure it out, but this is—I'm glad, very uh, happy that y'all have uh, been able to like make it through this with us. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah, and yes, I wanna I wanna host a Zoom karaoke night soon, so yes. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I think it'll be fun and full of technical challenges. So. <laughs> oh sure. damn! Okay. Almost certainly, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, before we go, what's everyone's? What song would well? What's a song? Not maybe not the song. What's a song you would pick for karaoke? Connie Joe. It's too easy, but I like it. I like any karaoke song with an interactive element. Macarena, 
you know, Kana Joe, uh, Electric Slide, any of those are my faves. I'm backing right. Holly on this one. It's a great song. <laughs> I can hear it in Hi. my ears. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. What about uh, what about you, Georgia? I'm thinking about Super Duper Fly by Missy Elliott, or maybe something else with a rap. Don't even. I love it. <laughs> Don't you, mind if you do. Okay. All right. Well, this is probably going to shut off any second now. So.